Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We're the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the Ultimate Home Comfort Show, presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company and a seven-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, six-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, the two-time winner of the Best of Home Stars, and the Top Choice Award. Announced here, Steve not even paying attention again, Andrew, on his phone. We win the Top Choice Award for the second year in a row. Thanks, Steve. Congratulations, Roy Inch. That's really good. Congratulations, Peter. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning, because Steve isn't. From 9 to 10, as we provide information on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But those phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Don't wait. Give us a call. Just got to make a little adjustment here. 670 Facebook likes so far, Steve. Is that right? Yep. You found a couple of relatives in, in, I don't know. Someplace Antarctica or. I was just glad to get off that 666 number from last week. It was just nice to move. I don't know. You flip that. that upside down. It's 999. What's wrong with that? Wayne Gretzky, maybe. <clears throat> um, the voting for the Best of London still open. So uh, we would love if you go to Best of London. And what categories are we looking for today? Heating, air conditioning contractor, plumbing contractor, and. Media personality. <laughs> so if we could get all three of those, that'd be great. Boy, that's a stretch. Boy, wouldn't that upset the apple cart? Yeah, that would. Yes. But that would be great. We we would pass that. We would hand that to Andrew because it's really all of his uh, work that he's done for us to I get see. us this yeah. plate. And what do you think? What do you think Mike Stubbs would say about that? Would he? Yeah. Uh, you probably have us on as you know <laughs> guest host. Or I guests, you know? I don't think I don't think he would actually. No, well, Stubbsy. I think I could call Stubbsy and say you want to have us on. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Hmm. All right. And uh, was that the Knights game last night? Great game, four to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they played really well. And uh, game this afternoon. They got an afternoon Saturday game that's going on. So Do they? We'll be there. But if you can't be there, make sure you listen to the London Knights broadcast on Global News Radio 980 CFPL, presented by Roy and Sun Service Experts. So we're going to head to, we've got a call already, Steve. Right so we're going to head right to the phones. And Eric, go ahead with your question. Uh, yeah, I, we were wondering how often should we um, have our dryer vent venting cleaned? Now, is it plastic or metal? Um, it's one of those uh, accordion kind of, it looks like a slinky. You've got a sleeve on it. Okay. Exit it to the outside. It's not very long. It's uh, maybe six feet if we're lucky in our new house. Uh, and- the problem problem that we had with the other place we were at, we were renting, of course, and they had assured us that they had cleaned it out. But we had a techie come in, and uh, he took a garbage bag, a garbage bag mm-hmm. of lint out of the line in the back of the dryer. Yep. Was impacted. We could have had a fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, you could have. Yeah. So, so if it, and again, I know how it's slinky, but if that's metal or plastic, if it's plastic, it's, it's yearly. You need to have that done. Um, if it's metal, you can go a little bit longer, but I wouldn't extend it over two years without having it done. 
Okay. Uh, and the reason is if it if it's smooth metal or aluminum venting is what's supposed to be used, and if it's smooth, a lot of that will f- go outside. It will flow and, and be blown outside. Uh-huh. But if it is a, a rough finish inside, which the plastic has a rib that's holding it all together, and sometimes the metal slinky, as you mentioned there, will have a rib inside as well, then that lint starts catching on all those ribs and uh-huh. starts decreasing the size, which will start to lengthen how long it takes for you to dry your clothes. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of a sign if, you know, well, this used to be dry in an hour, and I got to put it on for another 10 minutes. That's kind of a sign that it's probably getting plugged. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's good. Um, how often should we have a furnace um, service? Well, we recommend your furnace get serviced annually, uh, Eric. So once a year, it should uh, someone should come out and they just check gas pressure, make sure um, th- they use an ohmmeter, make sure all the parts are working within their their specified range, and and uh, they also clean up the blower system just to make sure everything's working properly. Okay, now we have a Linux system. Is that a good system? Yep, absolutely. Okay, um, we did have one of your service guys come out. Uh, early last year or, or late last year, the condenser uh, thing that get, takes all the water out was, uh, it, it went on us and caused us a little bit of flooding in the in the basement we weren't counting on. And uh, anyways, he said that thing was probably original to the to the furnace itself. It, so is it the little, little condensate pump on the side of the furnace? Yeah, right down on the floor. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, that's where all the water goes, and and sometimes you know they need to be cleaned out too because the water in there gets kind of slimy, and yep. it just it stops that float from working properly. We do use pumps these days that have a safety switch in them, so it wouldn't allow it to. What it does is if the if the float or something sticks and it can't work, it'll actually shut your equipment off uh-huh. uh, so that it stops the water from flowing. And unfortunately, you get home to a hot house or a cold house, but at least you know that you're not going to go home to a wet basement. Yeah, well, he, he was great. He replaced everything. It didn't, uh, it, my wife was just ecstatic with uh, being there on time when they said they would be there. She really hates wasting her time waiting I, around for I, I understand that, yes. We work really hard at that, yes. Yeah, yeah we had a great experience, and we uh, we recommend you to anybody that, uh, that asked about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay, okay. thanks, Eric. Bye. Yeah, and that that condensate pump with the safety switch, some people want us to hook it up on the air conditioning side so it would shut the air conditioner off. Right. But they don't want us to hook it up on the heating, heating side, side because if it shut their furnace off and they were away. Right, so it's one or the other. It's not both. No. Yes. And it's the challenge you have there is, um, you know, how much damage can be done. If, if If you've got your basement finished, I would highly recommend it always get hooked up. Right. If it's an unfinished basement and it's going to go on the floor and go to a floor drain, then that's something. So yeah, then it's more just an inconvenience. Yes. Yep. So we're going to take a quick break. Uh, oh, one one question oh, before we got you a question? before okay. you have your quick break. Richard okay. kind of just texted in in his great manner in his armchair. Yep, from his armchair. He uh, he just has a question. I don't know if you're going to find it funny or not, but I'm going to tell it anyways. Can I vote for one of you guys, or is it a team vote? <laughs> <laughs> Now you can go to break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, the phone lines are open, and I'll think about my answer to that. Is uh, at five one nine six four three twenty two twenty two or one eight six six three five four eight two five five. That's for you, Steve, you know, because we couldn't say it out loud, so we had to do it in a song, and, and that's, Jamie picked that song, so we're Jim Crochet songs today, so can Jamie back on top, first week back? Croce. Croce? <laughs> we're not crocheting. Crocheting. No, yes. we're not crocheting. Well, that's how I said it when I was growing up, so. Okay. And um, we're sorry to say, Steve, your song will not be playing. That's because Jim... Jim only had a couple of good songs. Not he had a lot of songs, but I mean popular songs that people recognize. And certainly the one I played is not one of those. Jeez, take a shot at the guy. He's not even here, and you're taking shots. Only a couple of good songs. So the question that Richard had, would you like to read that again before I answer that? He just asked if he could just vote for one of us and not, uh, you know, or is it done as a team? Well, after that comment about our singer today, yes, you can vote for me, Richard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I will take your vote. Thank you very much. I don't think you were the one he was talking about. <laughs> well, it might not even be me. Maybe yeah. it was Dan Peterson or Jamie. Maybe or it was Andrew. Could have been Andrew. That's yeah. right. The yeah. But yes, yes, they can vote for only one or both. It's really yep. Wow. Okay. So we had a question come in in our uh, over the I think week. I'm, I think I'm flying solo now, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. Do we sell water heaters over the counter and that a customer could install themselves? An electric one. <laughs> uh, we cannot sell uh, those products over the counter. So really, if, if, you're looking for, if you're looking for a water heater over the counter, you know, there's lots of stores in the London area that, that you could do that for. And that would be, you know, any of the big box stores. I don't know what you do with those if something breaks on them, I don't know who you call. Like, I don't know if you're going to call Lowe's and ask them, you know, my water heater's broken. They're going to say, great, that, congratulations. But I, I just don't, I don't know what that process is. I know if we install, purchase, if you purchase, install, have us install your water heater from us, you know, if something goes wrong, you simply call us and we come and fix it. Yeah, and that's kind of our, you know, we'll install it, service it, look after it, maintain it. Um, you know, that's kind of what we do. So to sell it over the counter, not have it installed correctly, and then get the call, you need to come out and fix it. And we find out it's not installed right. And now we're billing you. It usually never works well. No. So we steer away from selling. Well, not only that, we can't, we can't sell a gas product over the counter unless you've got a gas license. Right. Yeah. So we, um, they also had a secondary question of how long does a water tank usually last and should we change it out before it starts to leak and go on the age of the tank? Well, tanks these days, you know, we're averaging about 10, 10 years, maybe you might get 12 out of them. Not, not hard to say. Um, they're in that, they're in that time frame. Uh, really they don't give you a lot of warning, um, Rule of thumb is if if it's if it's leaking from underneath the tank, you probably have about a week. Um, if you ever see a bead of water sitting at the top where the spout is, 
like you know where the where those tubes go in if they if they all get rusted and you actually see like a drip of water or something forming there i would just turn my tank off because that you only have minutes before that thing's going to go and then when it goes it goes um sometimes the leak out of the bottom valve um if, if they got a plastic valve you know those aren't those aren't the greatest you'd probably want to you know on a brass valve put in there but all the ones we install now have brass valves so um i'm sure that it's all a learning thing but y- your question was how long do they last 10 to 12 t- to 10 to 15 years tops now is there a way i know it's not the same on all manufacturers but is there a way on their serial number to take a look at the age not not really uh it, it's really difficult um unless you, Unless the website's friendly, you could put in there. But, wow. you know, you, you could usually find that on the gas tag or something or the tag, the install. There should be some form on there that says how, how long that tank's been in there. Okay. And this next question, um, they talk about the furnace, but I'm going to tie, think we need to talk about the water heater on it as well. But it says, when painting in a basement, is there a switch on the furnace that will shut off the furnace for fumes? And it, so what I'm going to say on that is if it's a high efficiency furnace, drawing the air in from outside and exhausting fumes out, you don't have to shut the furnace off. Right. It needs to, but that's a two pipe system. So two pipes going outside. But if it draws any air from the basement whatsoever. You have to shut it off. You have to. So is there a switch that they can easily do that? Well, all furnaces have a, have a power switch to them other than the breaker panel. Because uh, you shouldn't use your breaker panel as a switch, um, and so usually it is. It has to be. Uh, ESA says it has to be before the furnace. So if you're walking down the stairs and you turn to walk towards your furnace, you better you can start looking up in the ceiling sometimes, or maybe it's on the wall. But there should be a switch, electrical switch there, which is designed to turn the furnace off. So if it's ever in a dangerous uh, state, you can turn the power off to it without walking past it. That's what ESA states. Right. If there's a fi- if the firemen come in the home, they got to be able to shut it off. Uh, and if we've uh, installed it, it should be, have a yellow sticker on it. Yeah. Saying, which to tell him what, what it is, that yeah. it is a uh, furnace. Because you get new people in your house turning switches on and off and they don't realize they turn the furnace off because it just looks like a light switch. Yes. So, so you try to put it higher up in the wall so it's not, it, so we don't make that mistake, but, or it's in, the old way was up in the ceiling closer to the furnace, but. Now, if I'm painting and I have a hot water heater. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, nowadays, yeah. your old water heater, you sh- if it depends, if there's a pilot light on it, you really have to be careful, right? So, um. You shouldn't be storing, you should never store any flammable materials around your water heater um, because it eventually has to have a pilot lit in order to ignite that water heater. So um, the old style water heaters that vent up the chimney, they have a pilot light on them all the time. So you have to be careful of those. The power vented ones, um, they there's an ignition system, so they're going to ignite a pilot and then light the burner. So... You just, you have to be careful, uh, you, so you shouldn't, and now the the brand new water heaters have a thing called flammable vapor sensor on them now, so it is a non-resettable uh, sensor, so if it's, it's constantly sniffing its environment, so if it s- smells paint fumes or thinners or fuels in and around the basement area, it's, it can trip and it's not going to allow your water heater to turn on. 
Right. And that was, I mean, years ago that we had a problem with fires in houses when people were doing refinishing or painting the basement floor. Or storing from, or storing fuels in their basement. Yeah, yep. from those fumes. So this was the safety that was introduced after that, the vapor, book, vapor flame sensor. Flammable vapor sensor. Right. And they, uh, so that's now been installed on water heaters. Yes. But you can have kitty litter, you can have stuff like that close that can make that sensor say, hey, we got, we're smelling ammonia, we're smelling fumes here, and it cuts off. Now we come out, we got to replace that part. That's a cost. Right. Um, so it's something you've got to really pay attention to, to what you're storing in the basement, what you're using it down there to do. So another check mark, uh, an advantage to going to a tankless or a Honda demand system, they are direct vent or sealed combustion units and they don't have a flammable vapor sensor in them because they're t- drawing their combustion air from outside the house, not inside the house. Right. So, you know, depending what you're doing in your basement, you right. know, some people say, well, I like to refinish, you know, small furniture and that. Well, that, this is stuff you have to look at when you're replacing that. So people, what's the price, Steve? What's the price? It's really, we need to come out and take a look at what you're doing. We need to see your environment. Yes. And, and the application as to what you're trying to do. Yes. Okay. Did uh, Richard chime in, say he was voting for me? So. Uh, no, Richard's not voting for you. <laughs> and nor is he voting for me. Okay. Well, congratulations, Andrew. You got one vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got one quick question before we got to head to a break here. Um, do, how much are filters? That's, that's an interesting question. Um, so my first question is what size? Because there are so many different filter sizes. Uh, we can't keep them all in stock. We actually... We keep all the standard sizes, and when I say standard size, people will just say, well, this filter says it's this, but it doesn't fit in the filter box I've got. That's because the standard size is, let's say, 16 by 25 by 5 inch, but the actual size will be printed on that filter, and that's the size that matters. So, for instance, uh, every furnace manufacturer will have their own size of filter, They'll all call them 16 by 25 by fives, but their actual racking might be 15 and three quarters by 24 and seven eighths by four and, and nine sixteenths, right? Right. And if you try to get outside those parameters, they just don't fit. So they, they protect themselves that way. You just have to be very careful what you're buying. So we need to know the size, the thickness, and the MERV rating. Or the model. And we can, we can give, but filters run from, you know, $5 to $125. Yeah, depending on, on what they're trying to capture, yep. yes. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but remember those phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 and 1-866-354-8255. Change that from car wash to radio station blues. 
But who, who's got you got the radio station blues because you handed me the sheet. Well, because obviously I cannot say the guy's name, but that's what difference how does I, that make? I remember that my whole life. That's how they used to say it. But go ahead, Steve. So who are we honoring this week? It's James Crochet. <laughs> <laughs> And that song was, uh, uh, who picked that song? That was picked by Nicole working at the Car Wash Blues. Jim Croce. Croce. Is that right, Andrew? I thought it was Croce, yeah. That's what I thought. Thank you. Well, that's not what I heard. But no, Peter Peter, Peter thinks he's French-Canadian. James Croce. (laughs) See? Yeah? Nespa? Well, we're going to move on to our (laughs) caller. Uh, Glenn, go ahead with your question and save me here, please. You're looking for Glenn? Yes. Go ahead, Glenn. Okay. You guys uh, installed a new Lennox furnace at my place on Tuesday, and I've had a problem with it two nights, Wednesday night and last night. Uh, and I'm wondering, do you have uh, problem solvers on on the call on the weekend that I can call them, or should I, or will I have to wait until Monday? Oh, no. We have, uh, they should have been out there Tuesday night and Wednesday night, were they? No, well, it was installed on Tuesday. Okay, uh, but what's well, the issue that it's going on, Glenn? What's um, between ten and eleven at night? I've got the the setting uh, to twenty one, then it's supposed to drop back at at eleven thirty. Okay, and on both Wednesday night and then last night. I discovered the house was getting really cool around 11 o'clock. I checked the the heating, and that little flame icon said it was producing heat, but it wasn't. Okay. And so it was still set at 21, and so I started fiddling with the temperature and, you know, put temperature up, and the heat came on. Okay. But I'm planning to go south. I was hoping to leave Wednesday or Thursday of next week, and I need to need to get somebody to solve my issue so I know I can rely on it when I'm not here. Absolutely. So when when you when you went to check it though, the temperature still said it was the right temperature, or, or had it cooled off? No, it had it had cooled off. Okay. And it was down to 19. Okay. But it was still set at 21, and the uh, and the the uh, thermostat it has a little uh, flame on it that's right. orange when it's when it's uh, yep. giving off heat, and that was sh- that showed that it was giving off heat, but it wasn't. Okay, they'll have to they'll have to check all those settings to make sure that it's operating properly. But because we we usually don't have a problem with that, sometimes. It can be in the thermostat, but it sounds like it's, it may be something else other than that. But they'll figure that out. Okay. So what I'll do, Glenn, as soon as I'm off the show in uh, 20 minutes here, I will have the office give you a call directly, and we'll have somebody out there right away to take a look at that. Thank you, sir. No problem. Thank, Thank you, you for calling. calling. Okay. Bye. 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 Yeah, so could be a bad thermostat. Could be. You know, something's going on or yeah. loose wire. Yeah. We'll have to have that checked out, but thanks Len for calling in. But we do have people that, you know, we would add someone out there Wednesday night if, uh, you know, at two in the morning, 
if that's when it broke down or 11 o'clock when he found it. Yes. So definitely, uh, you know, he doesn't have to wait till Monday. We have normal service on Saturday. So we have... Uh, and after hour service. Yeah. That we'll look after any on-call issues. So we're sorry about that, Glenn, but we'll get that out and get that looked after. Um, question that came in says, uh, do you work on boilers? Yes, we do, actually. We... Um Lots of boilers these days. There's a lot of boilers in the city of London, so a lot of people with hot water heat. So uh, we work on them. We uh, also we service them. We maintain them, and we can replace them as well. And then, and um, so for people who don't know what a boiler is, so they've got instead of ductwork in your house or or vents where the hot air is being blown out of, you've got radiators. So the radiators can either be the old style cast ones that are um, tall and, or sometimes short, uh, that sit, you know, close to a window or there's the, the smaller baseboard style rads. Uh, they're, they're sh- smaller, but longer and, uh, they produce heat from hot water. Now advantages of a boiler, and then we'll talk about disadvantages. Advantage of a boiler is it, it, sometimes it can be a more consistent heat because it's, a um, it, you're not you're not blowing the heat at you. It, it's um, it's done by convection. So uh, the the radiator itself causes heat to move. Is what creates convection, and it's it's uh, some people find them more comfortable. Uh, and probably you're not blowing dust around the house. Some people just say they're cleaner as well. And then disadvantage, you can't really set back a boiler. So if you like to you know, sleep cooler at night. Sometimes boiler systems don't work well. They like one temperature in the winter, set it and forget it. And, um, it'll do a great job and do it efficiently keeping your house at that temperature. And humidity. You have to, if a house dries out, you have to add some sort of humidifier. Like floor it. model humidifiers yep. versus something. Yeah. Versus on the, on the furnace. Yeah. And then air conditioning isn't an option to be added to a boiler. No, you have, but there are, there are lots of different ways that we can add cooling to a house, um, without, you know, people who have hot water systems, we add cooling to their homes all the time. Okay. So hopefully that helps. Um, now this was an interesting question, Steve. This came in and said, and when I first saw it, I had to read it two or three times because I didn't. It didn't make sense, but what color should a new filter be? Well, most, I guess most filters are white, but it really depends on what it is when you pull it out of the package. So when it's brand new and you pull it out of the package, because we have some filters which are yellow uh, when they come out of the package. So it's whatever it looks like first out of the package and the same weight as it comes out of the package, that's what a, a new filter should be. Right, and while you say the same weight, if people are drywalling, the filter will look white. Yep. But when you grab it, it will be really heavy, heavy. because of all that drywall dust. And Mr. Weiser's been texting me a couple of questions. I just thought I should read <laughs> that the right name of the thing of the who we picked. No, he knows I'm right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We don't want to do the French Canadian thing again. <laughs> um. Can you use hot water heating for in-floor heating or radiant heat? Can you use a hot water heater? And the answer to that question is yes. It's designed to only do that. Um, You can't mix a hot water, so your hot water heater can't be used to do domestic hot water heating and 
uh, in-floor heating unless you have to, unless you can separate the two liquids. And what I mean by that is you can't use the same water you're taking a shower in to heat your floor. It's got to be different water. Right, because the water in the floor all summer long is just sitting there. Growing bacteria. Right, and you don't want to move that over to the potable side where you're using it for showers, sinks, things That's like right. that. So it has to be separated. So, And sometimes some people will just use a water heater solo just to provide heating to uh, an area like an in-floor heating area if they want, if they don't want to you know, purchase a boiler. Um, and then he just asked another thing. He said, would that work in a garage? And yes, it would work in a garage. That'd be nice in a garage. Yeah. And they have um, direct vent boilers now. Yes. So we don't have to worry about fumes and or things they, like that. Or they have water heaters that you could do the same thing with. Yeah. It, it just depends on the demand. So what I mean by that is how much heat that uh, area wants helps determine what size of equipment you need to use. Okay. Well, thank you for those. Thank you, Jamie. Uh, and you know, he'll be voting for me as well. So we appreciate that. We're up to two votes. Um, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> voting for what? Best of London media personality. You're, you're also, you, you think that you're going to fly solo, are you? <laughs> well, that you, you know, it's brought up. I we'll see how you do it. next week when I'm not sitting in the chair then. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> But remember, so give it, we're going to take a quick break. Those phone lines are open at 519-643-2222 or I was bad, bad Leroy Brown, picked by Dan. So congratulations on Dan, third place. Steve, where did you fare this week? No comment, fifth. That's right, you're not playing. I've just seen how you're making out on your own. <laughs> so we're going to head to the phone lines. We have uh, Joan on the phone. Go ahead, Joan. Uh, yes, hi. Uh, good morning. Morning. Um, I... I have a, a humidifier on my furnace, attached to my furnace, and the technician was out to, uh, to check my furnace in November, and um, what, it was, what was happening is it was, it was leaking. So he told me that the, um, I think it's a pad inside, is the wrong, wrong type of pad, or, or, and it's also, um, it has, it's corroded or something like that, so that's why it was leaking. Okay. Okay, so he shut it down, and he was going to try to get um, the correct pad for for the um, for that, that 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 humidifier, but he di- he didn't have it on his truck, and he didn't. He said he didn't. Ha- they didn't have that in stock because they couldn't find any to fit that humidifier because it was not installed by your company. Um, and um, I was told to call the the company that had installed my furnace to right. see if um they carried I called them and I, I did get a run around. I, I still haven't heard back from them. Okay. But I'd also call your parts department because um when 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 the uh, previous technician had come out and installed that pad into the, the humidifier right. it was working perfectly. 
And um, and so I call your parts department to see yep. if maybe they have you know a record of that because you know if if you know if I'm with your company then maybe you keep a record of all the parts that was sold to me or you know and but but that wasn't on on file so they didn't know what you know which one they put which in which one they put in and so I was I was hoping that if they knew which one they put in then they could put one of that in and then it would work again right right but um but so now my humidifier is shut down and it's been shut down since November and um I just checked the um humidity in my house it's it's 32 degrees 30, 32 um you know right 32 percent yeah 32 percent yeah and so um yeah, and so I, I just thought maybe I'd call, you know, I, what what do I do, you know? Now, how old would you say that humidifier is? Uh, it would be, it was installed in about 20, 2011, 2012, somewhere about there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so um, th- there's, a, there's a lot of different humidifiers on the marketplace, Joan. So um, it, it, it's... It, depending on what it is, uh, I'm surprised that we, if it was installed in 2011, or um, I'm surprised that we couldn't find a part for it. But mm-hmm. uh, because we should be able, to, we should be able to take the model number off that humidifier and find. Uh, that's the problem. I don't see a model number. Uh, technician, okay. technician also searched around and he, he didn't see a model number either. Okay. So, so that's that's the problem. That is because yeah. we don't we can't we can't identify what humidifier it is. It, so it, well, it's, it says desert. Springs or okay. Like yeah. All right. So it's a it's a desert spring, mm-hmm. and so desert spring makes a couple of different water uh, humidifiers. They usually use a disc system. Oh. Um. So we would just we sh- we sh- if you give us a little bit of time, we might be able to come up with something. Uh, but barring that, if we can't find a replacement pad or something, mm-hmm. you would end up having to just purchase a new humidifier. Unfortunately. And, okay. And what I may have you do, Joan, I may contact you after the show, is have you email me a picture of it. Yeah. Okay. And then I may email that to Desert Spring. And ask. And see if they can tell us what model from that picture. Oh, okay. So yeah. a picture of it kind of with the cover and everything on, mm-hmm. and then a picture of it maybe with the cover off. Okay. So they can see the inside and the outside, and mm-hmm. then we can maybe see if they can identify which model it yes. is. Okay. Yeah, and then it, it might be prudent at that point in time to, to buy a couple of pads, um, just so you have the right one, and you've got always got an extra one sitting around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, see, I, I, I didn't know. No, I, I understand. Spend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, you know, Desert Spring, I wouldn't say is a popular humidifier, not... So it's not like a lot of us in our industry carry it or carry mm-hmm. the parts for it. Yeah. Um, but it it's, it should be available. So I'll, I'm going to do a little investigating on this myself mm-hmm. and see what we can can find out. But I'll uh, contact you to that you can send me those pictures and uh, that will help me go a little farther on it. Oh, okay. 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 Thanks, Thanks, Joan. Joan. Thanks, Thanks for your call. Yeah, okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, and that that's the challenge. I mean, our product, we have records of model serials and, and uh, you know, in our computer right. um, that we can take a look at. But um, if we didn't install it. We're not, not going to have a make a model on it, yes. It becomes a little more difficult at yes. that point. But 
Um, a question that came in is, what is the life expectancy of a furnace? Well, uh, my furnace, I'm hoping to get 15 to 20 years out of it. So I'm servicing it on a regular basis. It gets uh, Our service department comes and looks at it every year. And so I keep the filters changed on it properly. I try to keep it stress-free. So I'm hoping to get, you know, 15 to 20 years out of my furnace. Yeah, and we say life expectancy, if you don't, is 12 to 15. So, you know, 15 uh, is with maintenance, we hope is the minimum. Um, but if maintenance isn't done, you're probably going to reduce that by, by three years at the at the minimum. Could be down to 10 years if you don't do maintenance. That's right, or it's, less. It They do need them. You know, people say, well, I didn't do maintenance on my furnace and it lasted 30 years. The new ones will not. They will not. They yep. need they need to have that regular service done. Yeah. Um, this one might hit a little close to home, so I apologize about this, Steve. But it said, just installed a tankless water heater. Congratulations. Just wondering what is involved in the maintenance. Do you have to do maintenance on a tankless water heater, uh, do you? Yeah, I think, I think we could ask someone to call in and explain what happens when you don't. Oh, yeah, we could. And that is at home. She could give us a call she and talk could about that. tell you how unimpressed she was that, <laughs> you know, if you don't do a maintenance on a tankless water heater, it will just stop working. Yes. So we, I do mine annually now. Um, so it shouldn't go more than two years without something. Uh, it shouldn't go more than two years without having a um, flush on the heat exchanger and a proper surface. So we recommend annually and uh, ever since I've done that, I've never had an issue with my tankless water heater since. Yeah, and it and that's the same with mine. We we do it, and we do a vinegar flush, and we've even heard the newer Renai units. They're saying they can go two years, um, but um, we're still going to schedule it to be done every year because we just don't want anybody to not have hot water when they need it. Right. Um. Last, probably last question that we've got is what is a Wi-Fi controlled Energy Star rated home comfort system? Sorry, I'm just busy doing something. Okay, now you got me. What's you know, the question? Dead air yeah. is not a good thing on the radio. Well, with, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so let me repeat Moving it. along. What is a Wi-Fi controlled Energy Star rated home comfort system? See, that's an interesting question. Wi-Fi controlled Energy Star rated home comfort system. So the Wi-Fi controlled is just the thermostat, which is interacting with the furnace. So a smart thermostat. Smart thermostat. So uh, we deal in smart thermostats. Um, typically when, you know, typically Linux systems, we use Linux thermostats. Uh, sometimes we use Ecobee. Uh, sometimes we use Nest. It really depends on what, what we're putting in. So, and then the furnace and the air conditioner itself need to be Energy Star rated as well. So all the Linux products that we are installing are Energy Star rated. Um, we do install some carrier equipment, which is Energy Star rated. So uh, those things, it'll say right on the furnace itself that it's Energy Star. And then there's also an Energy Star installation process. That's right, that we have to, in order for your Energy Star equipment to be Energy Star rated, then they must have an Energy Star rated installation to go along with it. And there's just a few extra things that we have to do in order to get that rating. 
Thank you, Steve, for not reading your texts and that interactive, you know, response there was just great. That's what I look for in this show every week and appreciate it. But when we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1866-EXPERTS or online at RoyInch.com. You can listen to a podcast of this show to, by going to RoyInch.com and hitting the inch by inch button on the homepage. As we say at the shop, life is hard by the yard. Buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. Like a north wind whistling down the sky. I've got a song. I've got a song. Like a whirlwind and the babies cry. I've got a song. I've got a song. Let me know.